dangerously close. This episode was brought to you by William Mitchell Audio. And I know there will be more New Yorkers than usual listening to this podcast for this episode. And therefore, I challenge all of New York to find the strongest, meanest, best fighter in your entire city to fight my man, William Mitchell. Because William Mitchell Audio brings a level of professionalism and respect and excellence to every project 100% of the time. And for that reason, I feel confident placing him in an unsanctioned bare-knuckle fistfight with whoever the best fighter in New York is without his prior consent or knowledge. Go to williammitchellaudio.com. My guest today is Stan Lewis, a.k.a. Bro Rogan. Stan Lewis is a stand-up comic based out of New York City. He loves a good nap, a nice cool slice of lemon meringue pie, he hosts a podcast, a podcast called "That's My Shit," and he's dangerously close to starting an OnlyFans. Don't tease us, man. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Stan? <laughs> Not much, man. The only reason I haven't started it yet is because, like, I want—I don't know if I should use my MacBook to do an OnlyFans, because, like, you know, I feel like I should have a separate laptop for that kind of nonsense. You know, a lot of my people are starting only fans and i feel like they're happy with like all that extra cash for really not doing much yeah you know, i ain't gotta do nothing also hey man like a uh, shout out to my friends that do have only fans i'm not saying that you're not doing much like you're definitely making money and that's cool no it's, yeah it's work but you know I don't, you don't have to do a ton you know i mean like yeah for sure dude but hey anybody uh, ever tell you that you kind of look like aaron Rodgers? uh i have heard that yeah is that uh, <laughs> what's the uh, that's a football player yeah, yeah. He plays for the Packers. He's a quarterback for the Packers. Yeah, yeah. I heard that for Ed Valvoline not that long ago, man. <laughs> they told you? Yeah, I was getting an oil change. Like, they're like, you look like Aaron Rodgers. And I was like, who that? <laughs> <laughs> you should be like, yeah, that's my brother or something. I don't know. He's he's like notoriously a dickhead, though. So, like. Oh, man, so am I. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, what it is, man, like, uh, for me, man, with, like, team sports, you know, I say, like, uh. I played basketball, you know, as a kid, and then, yeah. uh, but I stopped growing, and so I, w- I was too short to like keep it up. Yeah. And uh, but then I found I discovered skateboarding, you know, at early age, yeah. and it's like that became like everything to me. And so, like in a lot of ways, it's kind of a bummer because you know I I watch a little bit of football, you know, but uh, I don't like I'm not able to like uh, talk about like a lot of shit because like I only watch a couple teams, and I don't know the, yeah. a lot of other uh, teams. And, and you're 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 where again? I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, man. Right. So, like, you're like right in the heart of Titans country, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, cause see, I'm, I'm, fun- it's funny cause like I'm a big sports guy, but like I'm also very small. Uh, I'm, and I, I played in high school and whatever. And like, I, I sometimes I still play flag, um, like competitive flag, but like, um, I, I started getting, I got into sports to talk about it cause I, I just, I, I weren't friends. I just want to yeah. talk about. Yeah, no doubt, dude. Uh, you know, I, I actually, I worked at a sports bar, man, uh, as a bar a- back. <laughs> yeah, and man, I like, I think I perfected the art of like not knowing shit about yeah. sports, <laughs> but being able to pull off the whole like, yeah, man. Like when you said like, hey, you look like Aaron Rodgers. Like 
Fortunately, I'd heard that before, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yes, I do." <laughs> <laughs> but if you know, if I didn't know, like if I didn't know that was a uh, football player, I would have been like, "Is that like a, a pilot?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, people are you like, uh, "Oh, that's a, that's a State Farm guy, right?" Yeah, dude. <laughs> did you see that uh, that latest uh, Dave Chappelle shit? He did a he did yeah. an SNL, and he was the State Farm guy. No, yeah, yeah, no, the, yeah, the, the Allstate uh, guy. He was the Allstate guy. Allstate guy. That's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, uh, you're up in uh, New York City right now, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, are you from uh, Queens originally? Yeah, or? Well, yeah. Well, I was I was born in Manhattan. I lived in Manhattan for uh, till I was like nine. Like uh, right before my tenth birthday, we moved to Queens, and I've I've, I've lived in Queens my like the majority of my life. Um, I just actually in September moved to a different part of Queens. Um, oh, cool, Astoria. Yeah, yeah, like this. I, 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 I don't know. Uh, Queens is like I, I'm biased, but like it's the best borough in New York because like you, you can you don't you can go all over the world and I have to leave Queens. Like every like every culture is in Queens. You want Thai food? There's a Thai neighborhood. You want Indian food? There's an Indian neighborhood. You want, you know. Peruvian food, whatever, like whatever it is, you can find it in Queens. Hell yeah, it's like that. Uh, it's like that Avengers movie where like uh, Iron Man gets like knocked out of the the sky and he wants to eat shawarma. Yeah, and, but yeah, he, like, yeah, luckily, yeah. He, like, I think he falls in Queens and they got well, it. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the like the you can get shawarma almost anywhere, but like yeah, I've, if I if somebody asked me where to get the best shawarma, I was like, all right, well, like go to Jackson Heights. There's probably an Indian restaurant somewhere. Or like actually, there's a shawarma place not too far from me in Astoria, um, but like, I don't know if it's the best. But like, um, yeah, you can like it's it's you can. I'm telling you, like I I love New York for that reason. I love Queens for that reason. It's just like you can get anything you want, like at a, like whenever you you gotta look for it. See, that's fantastic news, man. Because honestly, like I wrote most of the interview for you about the city of New York. Uh, yeah, yeah. For multiple reasons, man. Like I know, like you're a New Yorker, and like I know you're a. Uh, and the comedy scene there and stuff, but also like, uh, for me, like, I feel like, uh, New York is the only city that I've ever been to where I wasn't able to basically figure out the whole city in like in a day or two. And I've been to like, you know, I've been to pretty much every big city in America and New York is like, uh, it's, uh, you know, you need time to understand that city or like how to figure it out, man. So it's a, it's a crazy, it's a big place, man. I'll be on, I'll be honest with you. I've lived here my entire life. There's still parts of New York I've just never been to, just because one I've never had a reason to go. But two, it's just like there's like a bunch of these little neighborhoods that I've just like never I've never been in. Just cause like like you talk like especially like Queens and Brooklyn is like those they're little pockets that is hard to it's hard to to navigate not not hard to navigate but it's hard to find. If you unless you're looking for it, like you know Manhattan, I mean, if you've been to one part of Manhattan, you you like you can you can kind of get the idea. So like the East the East Village is like if you go to one part of the East Village, there's no part there's no different part of the East Village that's like different, or like the West Village or like you know, depending on if you're on the East side or the West side, it's like that's why I like Manhattan so much in that, in that it's a grid. So like you know if you're on the East side, you can just ride up the East side and it's like you just see the changes in the neighborhoods. And then you, you Yo, go it's, from... it's uh it's crazy you were bringing that up because actually like the way i write interviews like um they're not like fully for, it's like i just write bullet points and yeah. I'm trying to get them and i'm almost certain that later on in here i was actually gonna write because new york's so fucking big 
I was going to be it's like, massive. like, uh, are, is like living there. Is there like, do you still be like, oh, well, there's places I don't know that well, like, or I don't even have even Absolutely. been to that part. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, um, like just a couple weeks ago, uh, me and some friends were filming a sketch and, um, like one of them, one of my friends lives in, I guess you, like, it's sort of like Ridgewood, but like Ridgewood is like, if you're in Queens, you're in Ridgewood, but like, it's so close to Brooklyn that it's like, I forgot, um, the other, the other side of it is, uh, well, Ridgewood could be like, it's like Ridgewood, Bushwick, like right there. Right. And I've been in Bushwick, I've been in Ridgewood, but I've never been to that specific part. But like, the other thing is, is like, I'll watch TV and I'll see like a neighborhood and I'll be like, oh, I know where that is. Cause I just, I can get the, I figure, I, I've been to the general vicinity so I can kind of get an idea um, of where that is. The only drawback to that is like, same thing with like uh, when I watch Law and Order, as for you or, um, you know, that's like, that's one of the, the few cop shows I, I actually fuck with at all. Dude. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch that and I'll be like, well, they say that's where that is, but it's not really because I, you recognize the, uh, the backgrounds or like, uh, have you seen that movie 21 Bridges? With, uh, Chadwick uh, no, Boseman? Uh, who's in it? Chadwick Boseman. Uh, fucking love him, but I I don't think I've seen that movie. Is it is it like? Is it like um, that he made like kind of closer before he died, or? Yeah, yeah, it came out. I want to say it came out last year. I gotta Maybe, check that out. Sometime last year. I'm a huge fan of him, man. You know, uh, I uh, what was that like that movie that Netflix made uh, with him, man? Uh, the uh, uh, uh the, the King. The yes. yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was something like when I I didn't realize he was in it, so I didn't watch it, and mm-hmm. then then he died, and I realized that was one of his movies, and I watched it, and I was like, oh man, I fucking love this dude. Like, he's a really good actor. That guy, like, he had a man. He uh, he's one of those like magic people, man, that like died way too young to like uh, made that choice to only make good movies the whole time. Yeah, like this. So he's in he's in Twenty One Bridges. He plays a cop, and the, the whole movie is based and set in New York, in Manhattan, basically. And there's a scene, not to ruin it, but like, I'm not going to ruin it, but like, there's a scene that's toward the end when they're like, if you're not a New Yorker, it doesn't, or if you're not neurotic like I am, it doesn't bother you. But I'm like, that's, that's <laughs> not where that train goes. That train doesn't go there. Yeah. Like, it's, it's something like that. And I'm sitting here like, I'm for an hour and a half, I'm watching the movie. I'm like, oh, this is great. This is great. And then that one thing happens. I'm like, uh, not to be nitpicky, but that train doesn't go to that where they're, where they're going. And I'm like, it would, also wouldn't take that long. And I'm like, whatever, it's a good movie. But like, I lived here my entire life and I'm there's still parts of New York I've never been to. I mean, uh, it's it's so, like uh, like a thing I used to do a lot, especially when I was younger, but I still, I actually still do the same shit even now, man. And I'm I'm mm-hmm. well into my 30s and whatnot, but I used to, uh, you know, just hop on a plane, get into a city I'd never been to before. And even if I had friends there, one of the things I like to do is just like hop on my skateboard and figure yeah. out on my own. And so like, uh, some cities like that, that seem big, like, uh, like San Francisco, it's yeah. not big, man. You can, you could literally just, you could be at the golden gate bridge. And if you have a skateboard, you can skateboard to the other side of that city. Really? Done. Yeah, for sure. Now, is that, is that including totally the, that. uh, what is that, that there's that, there's that, um, that, uh, that, that, that kind of winds, right? Yeah. 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 Oh man. We've had, I, I spent a lot of time skateboarding in San Francisco and some funny yeah. shit, but like, uh, yeah, my, my boy almost got fucked up uh, skating down that hill uh he was bombing 
I think it's maybe called Lombard, man. I, I can't remember a lot of <laughs> a lot of cities that I don't live in things. Yeah. But uh, he was going he was going so fucking fast. And like I I gave up. I like stopped. And he uh he fell and luckily he was wearing jeans. He landed on his ass and he was sliding and all the car <laughs> all the cars are parked like parallel. Yeah. He slid like three or four cars on his ass. Oh my god. <laughs> and, uh, and then like we were like looking for his skateboard. Uh, we finally found it. And then we like stopped in some little like bodega type place. And I was like, man, it smells like shit in here. And then I realized like he had landed in shit when he fell. <laughs> oh no. Jesus Christ. And but, uh, is that, so that was on that road, that, that windy one. Well, the, the windy one, like it's real hard to skate down. Like, so that one, uh, that one's like uh, the, the, the roads almost, it's like almost like cobblestone. Not that gotcha, fun. Okay. Coming down the other way though, like from, and also, like, shout out to, like, the fact that I know a ton of my homies are in uh, San Francisco and California that are like, dude, you're an idiot. You're not even saying the right roads. <laughs> 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 but at the same time, I feel like like you could drop me off in just about any damn city in America, and I'll be like, I'll figure that out in a minute. Even Chicago. like, uh, Yeah. And I actually went there for the first time last in 2019. And I figured that place out fast. I was like, you know, yeah. like, it's not like New York. New York is like, it's and my only experience with New York is being with people that know know the way around. Yeah. So, did you did you skateboard here when you got here? Yeah, hell yeah, I did, man. You remember where? No, I don't remember where, but I do have some fucking uh, some New York stories. I know uh, at the time, so I remember like the first time I ever went to New York. I was, uh, I think I was, I think I was eighteen, mm-hmm. and we went. Uh, so my friend had her aunt let us like her aunt was pretty like well off mm-hmm. and let us house it uh her like dope ass apartment in greenwich village it was over like a bakery mm-hmm. and but we went to, we went to go to this uh concert on randall's island and i don't know if you know about randall's mm-hmm. Randall, where that's at mm-hmm. but yeah we went out there and like yeah i was like i was like 17 18 whatever and like went out there and we just partied hard as shit on randall's island and we had to get back to greenwich village and i remember like i was walking around harlem like like around, I don't know, probably like one or two in the morning. I was yeah. covered in mud, man. I was like literally like drenched in mud because we had been like, you know, there was an outdoor concert. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is fucking city fucking rules, man. <laughs> it's funny. Like, I don't, it wasn't until I was much older. I don't know if I, and I grew up not too far from Harlem, but I, I never, I would have never, um, thought to I would I've never walked around Harlem. I, I have, but walked around Harlem at one two o'clock in the morning. You know, now maybe you know it's a little different because it's more a lot of white people moved in. But when I was a kid, like Harlem wasn't like the best neighborhood, not even the I mean, best area. I'm not gonna lie, man. I was I was kind of a wild child. Uh, yeah, and we were like the only two white people out there like <laughs> at that time. And I, mm-hmm. it actually there there was a story, man, that I haven't. I don't share a whole lot of it, like, cause it's kind of fucked up, but, uh, we got, we were getting on the subway to like head back towards like, I guess we're, is Greenwich near like, man, like, honestly, man, I don't know New York very well. Yeah. Greenwich Village is in Manhattan. Yeah. 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 So, uh, this dude was selling, uh, subway passes for like cheap <laughs> and he handed my friend a subway pass and he's like, yo, I'll sell this to you for whatever. And she goes, thanks. And she just took it, went through the yeah. turnstile and dipped right through and didn't pay him. <laughs> And so I'm standing there and like, and I am the only other white dude in this, 
the station at the time were both covered in mud. And he was like, hey, your friend just stole my pass and she didn't pay me. And I was like, I don't fucking know her. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I think for a moment, everyone was like, that can't be right. But then I just like jumped over the turnstile and just got out. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's funny, like, um, a lot of people will 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 swipe people in for for money because like now a single swipe is two seventy five. At the time, I mean, you, I mean, if you're, we're about the same age. It's probably like two twenty five at the time, two fifty. Um, so, um, years ago, actually, I'm coming up on, on, uh, when was this? This was eight years ago. Uh, I had gotten a ticket for. Uh, open container. I had an open beer and I got a ticket in college. And then eight years ago, I was on my way to actually go see the the, the Christmas tree lighting at the Rockefeller Center. So um, there was a there was a guy that, that was selling swipes or whatever. So it was like, they'll buy. What you do is you buy an unlimited Metro card um, for like thirty three dollars or whatever it is. If you get sixteen people in a week. It's unlimited for a week. So if you get 16 people in a week to give you $2 for a swipe, you've just made your money back. Yeah, that's a solid hustle, man. I do have to ask, and because and, not everyone was, but uh, were you into the Ninja Turtles as a kid? Yeah, yeah. Like the Teenage Mutant ones? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> like they were like they were like New York shit. I, I was just going to ask, man, like are the sewers in New York like really hard to get into? Because... When I was a kid, we were going in the sewers all the time to play Ninja Turtles, and it was super easy. And I figured, yeah. like, that might have been, like, a problem in New York for, like, kids at that time. Like, just I have, in the sewers getting lost. I have never been in the sewer in New York. The closest, I guess, is the subways. Uh, so, like, I mean, I... I, I yeah, I don't, like to be honest with you, I don't know. Yeah, I've never been. I don't. I don't know anybody that's ever ever that's ever been in the sewers either. It's just like it's not. It's not something. There are plenty of other terrible. <laughs> now places. you know someone that goes in the sewers. <laughs> 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 no, I'm I, honestly, I'm I'm pretty lucky, man. My mom used to fucking hate it that I would do that shit. She'd always say, "Tell me not to do it," because uh, we have like, a lot of flash floods here, and like, yeah. I mean, I'm real lucky. I didn't just get uh, washed away. Like, <laughs> if, if it rains here, man, we, like. Like, because I would I would go into the da- the drainage pipes and then get in the sewers yeah. and we'd play as like as kids like we literally would play in the sewers and play Ninja Turtles and shit. <laughs> they would like they would, like you you could just so like you because uh, when I when I picture drainage pipes like um, where like the the water would like flow out right. Yeah, it's like uh in like if you go into a ditch and there's like a little hole. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. The the ones I used to get into Sometimes I couldn't get into now, but having been in Sometimes there. Sometimes they'll have grates, right? They'll have grates on them. No, you just get right in. Really? Yeah, man. Yeah, you, I don't. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. In, 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 I, I'm sure they have them in New York, but not not in like a city. Like maybe in Long Island or like upstate, but like in the five boroughs, I can't imagine where you might find a drain pipe, a drainage pipe. But like the only way to get into the sewers that I know of, or is like you'd have to you'd have to pop open a manhole cover in like the middle of the street. So that's what I was curious about. I was like, I was wondering, like, they must have it. Like, it must be much harder to get in the sewers there. Oh, dude, those things are heavy as hell. You need a crowbar. Because you would have like heard about like, because New York's so huge, you have so much of right. a larger population. 
all the kids in the eighties and shit and yeah. early nineties being into, into Ninja Turtles would want to get in the sewers. Like I, easy I as hell here. honestly, I had never, I had never, I've never heard that here. Um, because the manhole covers are crazy hard to get up. You need a crowbar. If you're a kid, especially you need a crowbar and you need like several people to lift those manhole covers. And I mean, <laughs> the only people I've ever seen be able to like, like, like the, 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 the city workers, like the conned workers or like the, the, uh, the, like, the, like the city employees, those are the only people I've ever seen even in them. So that's, that, that, that's great. I, I don't, I'm sure at some point, especially like in the eighties, people that, you know, that were born in like, like the seventies or sixties that, you know, were already here, already like older teenagers by like, you know, by the time that the eighties came around, maybe, but like there was, it was it's crazy. there was always plenty of other wild shit to do. Like I remember one of the, the wildest thing in terms of like sewer or like, like shit like that growing up was like, there was always one kid who's had, a, who had an older brother or an older cousin or an uncle or like even their dad, even that would have like a huge wrench that would pop open the, uh, the, uh, the fire, the fire, um, fire hydrants. Oh yeah, yeah, man. That, yeah, I've seen those photos, man. That looks fun as hell. Cause you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys like, uh, it must be like crazy, man. Like living in a just a city like that where there's like there's no green space and it's just like hot as fuck. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, like, so I lived, I lived in Washington Heights, like a little bit uh, north of Washington Heights in an area called Inwood. It's basically still Manhattan, but this is about as far north you can get in Manhattan with before you get into the Bronx. So, um. It's mostly at the time it was, and it still is. It's mostly a uh, Spanish, like Dominican area. You know, you have other other nationalities there, but like a lot of a lot of Dominicans live there. So like I, like me being my complexion, I just people just thought I was a dark skinned Dominican kid, and that just didn't speak Spanish. So um, it'd be like that. Like we'd have, you know, we I live near this this park, this Fort Tryon Park, and we we'd go in there, and like you'd have like a tree house that somebody built, like. 20 years before that and like it was still operational you still you could still use it um you have the, the kids that would like do, do this the hopscotch and like people living on top of each other and it was like you know the the, the fires the fire hydrants go in and we lived i my block i live on the same block as a as a as a fire a firehouse so this one kid i never forget he was like i don't know like nowadays that's the kind of kid you put on ritalin but like back in the day he was just a weird kid on the block and like he would break into the firehouse because they had like a little door, a little trap door. He'd break in. He would steal the fireman's boots and run around the block with the boots on his hands and his pants down. And his dick was out. He was just like, like just run around the, the block like that. And like, I, never, I didn't think it was weird. I was just like, all right, that's a strange thing to do. But he's just having fun. And then, you know, nowadays that kid, you know, you call DCS or something like that. You call child child <laughs> services. And Hey, man, you know, I, I feel like a lot of that's just, you know, uh, people just getting, you know, that kid wasn't being a piece of shit. No. <laughs> like, th- th- things have changed. Like, you know, I'm, I actually am a little bit like against some of this like overbearing shit. Where like, yeah. oh, he's mentally ill because he was being a kid. Man, he was just yeah. being a kid, dude. Come on, he, he didn't hurt anybody. He's stealing some stupid boots and running around. With- <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you know, it's like, it's. It, it, I think that that's 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 why. You know, I I am the way I am because I have younger cousins that didn't grow up where I did. They grew up in Long Island, and like 
now they're in their twenties and you know, they they figured it out, but like, you know, there's times when they'll hit me up and they'll be like, Hey man, I'm going, I'm going to the city. Like, where should I go? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, like I, by, ten, by the time I was 11 years old, I knew the subway system like back of my hand. I could, I could, you could pop me, you could drop me anywhere in New York and I'd find my way home. Oh, yo, that actually like brings me to my next thing. I was, I was going to ask you, man, because like mm-hmm. all of this, cause we we're talking about like being a kid in New York and, and the subway and all that. And I was going to say like, for me, like as a kid, obviously I thought, Sesame Street was a real place, <laughs> but you know, but did, like, did the kids in New York, like, you know, when you were like a kid, did you think that Sesame Street is not only a real place, but did you think that you could actually get there on the subway? Well, I, I, I'm not gonna located? lie to you. I'm not gonna lie to you, hundred percent. When I was a kid, there, because the song in the song, they'd be like, "Let me show you how to get to, let me like, how to get to." Say, yeah, because like, it, like it just felt like a New York place to me. It just if you're if you're a New Yorker, especially growing up in the '80s and '90s, you watch Sesame Street. You're like, I, right, I don't know where that is, but that's I could I could figure that out. That it, could be anywhere. It's anyway. got to be, gotta be, be somewhere around here, right? Like, yeah, I mean, like, like I, so like I I remember there were there were episodes when you see like somebody's like they, they sit in front of on a stoop I'm like that's probably Brooklyn. That's not like a brownstone in Brooklyn somewhere, like, <laughs> like right? Yeah, or like you know there was that old, there's that old Dave Chappelle joke when he like. Talks about how you know Snuffleupagus was a crackhead. I'm like, I know crackheads. I know crackheads. Yeah. That could be here. That could be the Bronx. I don't know. That could, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, the subway. Like I, you know, every every character you see on Sesame Street, I'm telling you, like it had to have come from New York. It had to have uh, come because speaking speaking of Dave Chappelle on that stand up yeah. uh, special when he's talking about Oscar the Grouch and he's like, and he's he's like talking about like he's like I'm homeless. You know, no one's helping me, and they're like, "Yeah, shut up, Oscar. You're a grouch. <laughs> You're a grouch. Now I'm homeless." Like, oh, I- hey, man, but for real, dude. Uh, what? Even I, I guess you know, maybe maybe no changes, man. Uh, who is your favorite Sesame Street character? You got one? Um, it, I was always a big Grover fan. I know nobody says Grover, but Love like Grover. Grover's my like I. Uh, blue is always my favorite color. Growing up. Right. So like as a character, I thought Elmo was always fun. But like I to me, Grover was just blue Elmo, blue Elmo with a deep voice. I was I was always a Grover guy. Grover's a lot cooler than Elmo. I would uh, say so. Yeah. For me, man, it's definitely Cookie Monster because like I I vibe with that. Like that dude's got the same kind of like compulsive uh, (laughs) behavior that I have, man. (laughs) As I've gotten older, I, I have I have an appreciation for Cookie Monster. Uh, you know, one of my favorite memes that had came out, like, maybe kind of recently, was, like, the one that said, like, uh, if uh, if Leonardo is your favorite uh, Ninja Turtle, then you're a cop. <laughs> or, That's not or, true. <laughs> or, 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 like, if Cyclops is your favorite X-Man, then you're a cop. But I get I get I it. I, I, get, just... <laughs> no, you go I get that. That, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. But I... Uh... I don't know anybody who's growing up who watched Ninja Turtles or watched X-Men that those weren't like their favorite. Like, I, I get it though. Like you, everybody, like when you're a kid, everybody wants to be the leader. Everybody wants to be the, the cool, like the, 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 the one that makes decisions. Um, as I've gotten older, I've appreciated the other characters. I think looking back, I was probably more of a Michelangelo or a Raphael. Hell yeah. Dude, um, those are my two right there. Uh, yeah. Also, it depends if you're talking about the cartoon or the movies. So, in the movies, 
you know, and as time went by, so like uh, originally I was I was fully all Raphael, my favorite of all time. Yeah. And and that's when I totally even like as a kid, I didn't know it at that time. But if you like Leonardo from the movies, you are a cop. <laughs> but now, uh, yeah. now that i'm older i kind of feel like michelangelo is actually a fucking chiller better dude <laughs> yeah yeah like i i when i was probably a like a yeah like i was when i was a kid i was i definitely liked leonardo like, when you play the turtles you want to be leonardo because he's the leader he's the boss or whatever but uh like i i i like michelangelo's vibe Raphael. Probably I was probably more of a I, I probably vibe more with Raphael growing up because I had a real bad temper. I had a real real bad temper. I was just I mean really I was being a brat, but like uh, I, I I there's a lot of Raphael in me. As far as X Men goes, Cyclops 100 percent my favorite character growing up. Get out of town. Um, Get out of town. 100%. You're saying Cyclops 100%. is your favorite X Men? Like at the time, when I was a kid. When I was a okay. kid. Okay, but um, I mean like. But did you read the comics like I did? Like, were you into the comics? No, I was. Well, I, I, I would read them, but like I couldn't afford them, so like I would go into the the store and I would read them and then bounce uh, before nope. I got caught. <laughs> 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 but, but like mostly, the Cyclops was the, from the from the animated series is the Cyclops that I that I vibe with. Like as I got older and I kind of rewatched those, I'm like, ah, oh, Cyclops is a bitch. Cyclops is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm like, oh, he's a fucking snitch and shit. He's like, ah, oh, this doesn't. So like I think anybody who watched the 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 animated series, especially now looking back, I'm sure most people tend to be on the Wolverine side. Yeah, but now I'm starting to like you're actually opening my mind to a lot of shit right now. Like now I'm thinking like, you know, I, I love Wolverine, man. Uh, but now I'm starting to like worry like maybe if Wolverine's your favorite X Men, then you're a proud boy. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. I can see that too. I can see that too. Like like just you know. Like an incel type is like like because he was always trying to like get in between Cyclops and Jean Grey and all that, sort of like poking poking at him and like like yeah. all right, look yeah We're Cyclops is deep. a bitch but like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, like Cyclops is a bitch but like you know let him be a bitch like let him let him let him live like Wolverine I don't know I but it's funny like nobody ever I can't like there was a there was a time when I especially when I started collecting the cards I was really into Morph because like I was like. Well, Morph can be anybody he wants. So, if, like, maybe today I feel like a Cyclops. Tomorrow I feel like a Wolverine. Maybe next week I might want to be a Beast. So, like, Morph was kind of my dude for a little bit, too. But, um, yeah, oh, like, growing I up. Want, I want to shout out real quick. Uh, Team Nightcrawler. Been there since oh, day yeah. one. Uh, <laughs> I, I will never forgive Marvel and Fox uh, Pictures oh, for destroying that character. He was a debonair amazing character he was fucking awesome yeah. and the movies just dip every single movie just portrays him just nothing like what he really is and just like, oh man just like me nuts. there's yeah there's never been a real good portrayal of, of, of nightcrawler even like the new class when they kind of went back in time or whatever i mean i guess it's like it's like a backstory but like they like i've never they've never really given him his due that's a good point well you know that uh wolverine and Nightcrawler are best friends i mean like right nightcrawler is as badass as wolverine and these movies just keep like I don't know who is behind this. It's I, I I mean I'm not trying to be paranoid, but I feel like someone in the CIA is trying to get at me and get my get in my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like nah, man. We're trying to like Nightcrawler is not as cool as you think. Like no, he is. He's definitely cool. Hold up, it's time to check the mailbag. 
every week on the show, we check the mailbag to see if anyone has written a message to the show, and then we read that message out loud. And I have a little bit of something to say after this particular mailbag. But before we do that, let's hear what people have to say. <clears throat> this first message comes from Worldview. Worldview said, I liked your photo. New message. Now like mine. New message. Like for like. Well, thanks, Worldview. I appreciate your feedback. Uh, let's move on to the next person that wrote into the show. Ooh, Verified Team. Verified Team said, <clears throat> Hello, fam. Thanks. You're talented. Bicep emoji. I can get your Instagram account verified. Blue thick. Within 24 hours if you want. No password required. 100% authentic and 100% human. Wow. Thanks, Verified Team. I'll tell you, if there's one thing I like, it's 100% human shit. <laughs> Look, I love reading the mailbag messages I get from catfishers and other scam artists. And like any other red-blooded American, I would love to chin-chin my boy and have hot holiday with sexy lady and give out my bank account number. However, I would like to take this opportunity to say to my real listeners, you can definitely hit me up at myviewsaremyown.com and send me any kind of message, and I will read it on the show. It could be thoughtful or funny or mean and hateful. I really don't care. And as many people that do send me messages, obviously, all you have to say is, I want this to be on the mailbag. But you can also just communicate with me, and I won't just read your shit out loud. I'm not being like that. All right? <laughs> oh, and now back to the interview. Getting off the topic of X-Men and getting back into New York City, which is basically what I brought this whole <laughs> interview about. But we got deep in that. But I do want to say <laughs> uh, to the people at Disney that I think own X-Men now, hey, get at me and get at Stanton Lewis. Let us write you a real X-Men story. Let's do for real. real script. Let's you know, like let's write the wrongs that have been done to Nightcrawler. I've always felt like they they they're missing out. Like Mr. Sinister is a character that they've never even brought to the to the movies, and like that's they they like until there's a Mr. Sinister movie, I'm I, like, come on, like that's such a dope character. That would be dope. Oh shit! All right, man. All right, get getting back <laughs> into back into New York, man. Back into New York. Yeah. All right, I uh, I want to ask you this, man, because I don't know for a fact. You know, I don't live where you live. I live here, but uh. I'm gonna ask like ask this in parts, but is the governor of New York cool? Because I'm just asking because over the past year I saw him a lot in the news, like talking shit to Trump, and like where I live, our governor has been all up on Trump's dick, like since yeah. So like, is your is your governor cool or is he like? Is he I think right? personally, I think I think he's kind of like playing it up a little bit. Um, I because I. I, I think he, I think he's okay because like it's it's weird because governor in New York is like to me at least it's like I it's so far removed and it's like like yeah he's he he's in charge but like like I like he doesn't it's not like the decisions he make really affect me whereas the mayor is more like I can tell you the mayor is is a is a cuck he's a piece of shit I hate that's, the mayor that's the De Blasio De Blasio right? yeah is that correct. Yeah, everybody, everybody hates De Blasio. Like he's just, 
he's such a like he's such a cook. Like he, he first off when he got elected the first time he got elected, he's I don't know how he got elected the second time, but like when he, for the first time you know he was campaigning. He 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 eats his pizza with a knife and fork, which is a travesty. Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, he actively roots for the Red Sox. Like, like I'm not a, even a Yankee fan. I'm a Mets fan, but like, like, I, like, I that that you don't. How do you become mayor with that? Like, I don't. Is he from Boston? I, I don't. I'm not sure. He might be. He might be from Massachusetts, which is another like, what the fuck are you doing here? And like, like he's just he's always rubbed people the wrong way, and like. He's 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 just a bumbling idiot. As far as Cuomo goes, <laughs> Cuomo is cool, I guess. I mean, like, I don't have a problem with Cuomo. I think I think he's I think he's handled the pandemic as well as anybody. Um, I mean, I wanted to bring it up just because, like, I feel like we're in very different places. Like, uh, uh, for the governorship of our of our states, Nashville's like a little blue dot. You know, it's like a yeah, progressive yeah. city and a big old fucking red state, man. But I don't yeah, want to get. That, that, but like that, you know, it's funny. A lot of people um, from outside of New York will will think, well, New York as a state is a blue state, and like, yeah, it, it can be, but only because New York City makes it that way. Yeah, for outside, sure. Like outside of the five boroughs, New York State is is kind of red. Um, but like, all right, so like Long Island is only i can get from here to long island in like 20 minutes like half an hour long island is very red it's very republican even staten island like as a borough one of the five boroughs can be has a has a lot of has a lot of conservative people upstate very conservative but like there's so many people packed into the five boroughs packed into because in just new york city you have eight million people so the new york as a state goes blue because uh new york city makes it that way um but yeah like i mean it's not to that it's not to that to the extent where you know there are confederate flags everywhere but like 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 just before the election the week the weekend before the election i was in long island and i was driving back to queens and there was like car after car after car on the highway with like trump flags. oh i saw that shit that yeah. they, shut the, they shut the bridge down like a bunch of fucking uh morons yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like it, you know I think a lot of those people are smart enough not to do that shit where they know, like, you can't do that shit in the Bronx. Don't do that shit in Brooklyn. <laughs> no like, you, you, like it, it's, it's funny. Like, like, I can tell where someone's from, like a cop. If I meet a cop, depending on how their attitude or, you know, whatever, how, they, how their interactions, I can tell where they're from. Like, if I meet a white cop and he's aggressive and he's like, you know, whatever and like not no i don't even say aggressive if he's like a little bit nervous i can tell that's you're a long island cop you're a long island guy that's a cop in the in in the city or uh but like the chillest cops that i've met are always from the boroughs always from the boroughs kids that that grew up in the five boroughs had black friends and like all right they're doing this because it's a good job because i'll be honest with you like nypd is a pretty good job depending on what where, where, where they put you like yeah, it's a dangerous job, but they know what they, they know what they're signing up for, and a lot of times cops are very very chill. Like, I that's that's the reason I have I have the, the 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 opinions I have about cops. Like, a lot of my friends are cops, and you know some of them that I know that grew up in the five boroughs that you know that are around minorities that that have minority friends. They honestly they look at it as a job. This is my job. 
I'm just here, whatever. I'm not here to shake anybody up. But then you see the ones that, the ones that, you know, tend to get a little bit, you know, angry about certain things. You probably didn't have white friends. You had probably didn't have black friends growing up. And you, you probably live in Long Island or Staten Island. And that, that's how you, you frame, frame things. You know, actually, man, like you set me up for something like that. I hadn't really planned for this, but I do feel like I, I want to say on this episode because mm-hmm. in the lab, last episode, I brought up a thing and the police were involved because it, it happened like the morning of that uh, interview. <clears throat> and I'm all about uh, like uh, funding the things that need to be funded correctly. And mm-hmm. also like police that like handle actual emergencies and uh, violent crime need to be funded for that specifically. But also mm-hmm. at the same time, police shouldn't be dealing with like beating up homeless people and shit. And like, that's some shit that Thank I've you. actually witnessed, like, you know, as a, as a kid. And cause I was, I was kind of a park kid. I was hanging out like, you know, I was an, I was an outside kid. I was mm-hmm. riding my bike, riding my skateboard and I saw a lot of, you know, shit that wasn't cool. But, uh, but on the subject of like, uh, just to say that I'm not like an anti-police guy, like, uh, uh, this is uh, the last episode. I was at the park with my dog, uh, mm-hmm. and there's a dog park. It's got a big old fence, and I caught a dude beating his dog. He's a you know, this dude was clearly on some meth and shit, and it was you know, mm-hmm. long story. But uh, the dude was like separated between me and a fence, and you know, I was basically what it was is I started yelling. I was like, "Hey, stop that! You know, what the fuck are you doing? Don't you know?" Because there's mm-hmm. absolutely nothing makes me more infuriated than like uh, animal abuse. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, the police did show up and then they were like, hella fucking respectful. And they like, Mm -hmm. uh, recognized that I was in the right, you know, like, uh, to to your point is like, there, there's, there's something to be said about like, like I, like I said, I have a lot of cop friends and I, you know, I understand it's a dangerous job, you know, you know, you're signing up for, but at the same time, you know, especially in New York, a lot of crazy shit goes down. Like, Cops shouldn't be sent to certain things. And the problem is you have all these government agencies that like just want to pass the book. You know, if you, if like, you know, there's a fight, it's not the, like, or, or someone's hurt and the paramedics can't deal with it. They call the cops. Why? You should be trained to be able to deal with that. You, if, if, if there's something goes down at a homeless shelter, why call the cops? You should be trained to deescalate. And then, and to take it a, a step further, there should be, uh, division of cops. There should be a task force assigned to cops that are their job is to de-escalate situations first. It goes from zero to one hundred so quickly. Like I've seen situations where I'm like, cops aren't necessary here. We don't need cops here. If like there's a domestic dispute and someone calls nine one one, okay, send someone who who's trained to to deal with that. Cops. The the, the NYPD Academy is six months long. In six months, you can't tell me you got to teach. You're going to teach people to teach thousands of cops because every cycle there's like at least ten thousand cops. You, you you're telling me that each in ten six months you're going to teach close to ten thousand people how to fire a weapon, how to de-escalate a situation, how to deal with uh, problems that might come up, like weird weird problems that might come up. Uh, how to you know deal with the homeless? How to deal with people that that should be on meds um how to do with domestic like all the, the the a myriad of, of of examples there's no way you can teach that many people that much stuff in that little amount of time i'm, I'm i've always said i'm in favor of extending the the, uh, the academy an extra three months just because just so that 
you know, if you, let's say, as a, I don't know, as a white guy who's in the academy, you're about to be a cop, become a cop. Okay, you're not familiar with a certain neighborhood. Like we, like we talked about it, New York is massive. People, this place I've never been. Like if I'm if I just get out of the academy and you're gonna put me in like Crown Heights, uh, where you know I've never been around that many West Indian people, or you're gonna put me in Brownsville where it's like a super dangerous neighborhood, or you know you're gonna put me in a projects, like Forty Projects in Queens or wherever. Like I think the last month, month and a half, two months, whatever, it, those officers would be better served. Okay, this is the precinct you're gonna be working in. Go to go door to door, knock on every boat every door. Introduce yourself. Like, hey, I'm officer. What so and so? I'm gonna be living. I'm gonna be working in the neighborhood. I want to get to know you. I want you to know me. I was just saying, like, that I had recently a, a positive experience with some cops or whatever. But at the same time, I've had like many encounters with like the mentality that you get, like these dudes that are fucking bullies straight out of high school got some yep. fucking chip on their shoulder they're fucked yeah. up and then you give them the power that is like like it belongs to a responsible person that's really got their head on their shoulders that really right. knows how to live life and how to fucking have a conversation with people and you just can't give a fucking bully fresh out of high school a gun and a badge and expect that fucking dude to handle real life situations like that's just right. impossible man right and, like, and that's why i totally agree with you that we got to like, uh, you know, moving forward uh, in this country, we got to like work towards uh, higher education standards for cops. And I don't know, that's, that's how I see it. Higher pay, higher education, you know, you get paid more, but you got to work harder to get it. Absolutely. Yo, dude, we're getting, absolutely. Stop it, man. We got dark. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I, uh, I, I want to get back on New York, man. Yeah, yeah, go for Say it. That, uh, hold up. It's time for a quick cutaway from the interview. We have been speaking about the great city of New York quite a bit on this episode, and that is why I made some phone calls and got some homies together and created this tribute song to the great city of New York, featuring myself, William Mitchell Audio, and America's Mayor, the King, Rudy Giuliani. If there's something strange in your neighborhood, who you gonna call? Rudy Giuliani. Oh no! If there's something weird and it don't look good, who you gonna call? Stop and frisk. Put your hands behind your head and lean over the car. I'm telling you, you should never mess with the fiction. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. I'm America's mayor. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. I'm American banger. And now back to the interview. Speaking of uh, New York Kings, man, uh, you know, during the p- pandemic, we've all probably watched some real stupid shit on TV mm-hmm. or the internet, like stuff we typically wouldn't watch. And for me, uh, recently, that was, I watched the Takashi 69 documentary <laughs> on Hulu. <laughs> I saw. Is that good? I was here. <laughs> well, I was gonna say at one point they go as far as to say that he was the king of New York hip hop for a while. But oh, no. what I know about New York hip hop scene, and I find that very hard to believe. Like for instance, like how uh, 
you know, Five Dog got a street named after him called uh, mm-hmm. Five Dog Way. If people mm-hmm. don't know that from Tropical Quest, but you know, that's that's amazing. It's really cool, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's like, do you think? And I, you know, you live in New York, and I'm I'm curious, man. Like, like I don't know how. Because I, I thought this dude was like big on the internet. I didn't know he was big in New York, and I don't think he is. Like, do you think that someday they're going to change the name of like 69th Street to like Takashi 69th Street? <laughs> like, hell no, dude. Hell no. Like, I think here's the, the, the all right. I, it's a generational thing, man. It really is. It really is. Because, you know, you grow up in the 80s and 90s, and there's certain rap, like, you know, even even like you know, like I said, you talk about the Jay Zs, the Biggies, the Nas's, the people like that. Those are who, like Wu, like everybody from Wu Tang, like you know, there there are so many people that 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 we would rather name a street after. But there's this newer generation of the, like these rappers that these kids like they just. I like we've I've gotten that's that's what we've become now. We've like we like I'm the old guy. I'm the old guy that like I'll hear Takashi. I'm like you guys don't know music. Like, I respect I respect that though, man, because you know what it makes me think about. Honestly, like I'm I I hate to be sitting here saying that uh, that dumbass documentary made me think, but it did make me think a little bit. Mm-hmm. And and I, I heard people say this before that a lot of the SoundCloud rapper movement was mm-hmm. like the punk rock of hip hop. Does that make sense? I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, because the rappers were shittier, the music was shittier, but the energy was there. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I and look, I, I, I give, I give Takashi the credit he deserves. Like, he's, he knows how to market himself. He's, he's, like, there was a time when, like, I, and I think there's a parallel to comedy too because things, things shift. Like, there was a time when snitching. That's it. You, you, it was a wrap for you. Like your credibility is shot. Like I can't imagine a world where, you know, Jay Z would have snitched on anybody, or like, or like Biggie would have snitched on somebody, or like whatever. And now it's almost like, ah, whatever. He, he kind of makes up for it. And the same goes in into comedy in a sense because, you know, there was a time when stealing a joke was like cardinal sin. I'm not going to say people are stealing, but, you know, look at a guy like Carlos Mencia. And it's not a New York thing. It's a comedy thing. But, like, look at a, Carlos, a guy like Carlos Mencia. People people don't hold it. People, he's back. He's he's touring. He's he's making his money. What? More power, more, I thought that dude absolutely. was... I thought he was destroyed from that, like, getting exposed. As I a, mean, he, he walked away. He walked, yeah, he's, he's, he walked away for a bit, but he's still touring. He's still making his money. Um, and I think... You know, that's just that's just the industry is more willing to kind of like, yeah, all right, whatever. Um, and I think it's money a generational is money, thing. man. Yeah, it's a generational thing. It's like, okay, is Mencia like, okay, yeah, he's he stole jokes. Maybe he still, I don't know if he still steals, but like, I mean, he he can draw a crowd. He can draw a produ- a, a booker, a producer, a club owner is like, is he gonna fill the seats? Well, I don't care what he does. If he steals, he steals. Yeah. <clears throat> As always, dude, I write way more questions than I can ever possibly get to in an interview. <laughs> uh, but I feel like we're we're kind of like this leads into the next one because we were talking about music, we're talking about yeah. comedy, man. And I, I want to say while we're on the subject of that, I I want to say I love your your intro song uh, to "That's My Shit." Yeah, uh, it reminds me of 
the Bone Crusher song, uh, Never Scared. Uh, never like, Scared, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm outside of the club and oh, you yeah, yeah. I'm a punk. <laughs> I'm never scared. Like, was yeah. that influenced by that? Or did you just like, did you make, you made that song and it just happened no. to sound similar? So, uh, so the, 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 we, me and my, me and my, 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 my best friend, uh, we did the podcast together. Now I do it solo, but cause he's, he's had a kid now and he's, uh, he's getting ready to leave New York. He's actually moving to North Carolina soon. So to do it together is going to be difficult. So, but when we came up with the, with the, with the, we came up with the title first and I was just like, kind of, I worked in radio for, for a few years and I'm really good with audio editing and things like that. So. Um, I was like, ah, what can we use? And I didn't want any, I didn't want to use anything that was like copywritten. So I found a regular, uh, like a generic sound bed, like a generic music bed. And what that is is actually it's a clip from Key and Peele. They do a sketch. They do a sketch with two valets, where they talk about like you know Liam Neeson and like like Batman and things like that. So there's a there's a scene where they're talking about Liam Neeson and they're like. That would be my shit. So I took that <laughs> yeah, clip yeah, 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 yeah. and I diced, I diced it up, and I kind of that's how I made the intro. That's crazy. But it uh, does, it does my, sound like the Bone Crusher, yeah. I do want to say <laughs> uh, real quick like for my uh, my intro music. Uh, the original song was kind of like a DJ Screw kind of like uh, uh-huh. influence thing, and then we changed it, and it was a uh, the current uh, intro music is uh, influenced by Big Frida. So really big shout out to yeah New Orleans bounce yeah fuck yeah uh, you, is that but is is that because you're a fan or does that has that made its way to Tennessee? Well, I happen to be a fan. Uh, okay, my boy who does like uh, audio engineering, he helps me out with all this shit. You know, he uh, worked in New Orleans for years, and he was a big part. He produced tons of bounce artists and all that shit. Wow. Okay. And at one point, like after I was kind of like so. I have another friend who's a producer and like when I very first started this podcast, I was like, Hey man, make me a little intro track. And he's like, sure. And he sent me that and it was cool. And then I was like, you know, I should uh, do something else. You know, like you, we're moving along. We're getting a lot of, we're getting We have an audience now and people fuck with me. So I should like make something like a little more, you know, I have like a little more touch of what the podcast is about. And yeah. so what he did is he took a bunch of little clips of things I say, cause I have, I have little, uh, like almost like catchphrases, which is really funny because in your bio, you wrote dangerously close. And it's a catchphrase <laughs> that I say in every single episode is what I say, we're getting dangerously close to the lightning round, which we yeah, are yeah. actually right now. And uh, <laughs> um, he took that and put it to a bounce track and it was easy for him. And he just did it in a minute and it was like, boom. And uh, anyway, it was cool. Uh, big shout out, Big Frida. Big shout out, Bounce in New Orleans. Love yeah, that yeah. music, man. I talked so much about New York and I got to talk about you a little bit before we hit the lightning round, man. So let's, let's see if we can hit a couple of these. Uh, how long have you been doing stand up, man? Uh, 10 and a half years. I started February of 2010. So I'm coming up on 11 years in February. So I heard you say um, something recently about how you had done two shows back to back and the first show you killed. And then the second show didn't go so well. Like maybe mm-hmm. the audience wasn't receptive or whatever. Are are you able to just brush that off or like does that shit bother you, man? Like I don't. Well, like, I mean, it definitely it definitely bothers me. But like uh, one of the things I love about performing in New York is like when, especially pre pandemic, if something, if I have a good show 
I've, it's the same feeling either way. If I have a good show, if I have a good set, I want to keep it going. So I can find another show. I can find another open mic and kind of keep that ride, ride that high. Same thing if I have a bad show. If I have a bad set or whatever, there's always an opportunity to go somewhere else and be like, all right, let me get that bad taste out of my mouth. Let me try something else. Let me go to another or another mic, another show. Um, so, you know, since the pandemic, is there, there's not as many shows. There's not like things are more a little more limited. So it's a little bit harder, but um, I that's and it, 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 to answer your question, yeah. Like if I have a bad set, man, it sticks with me until until I I, I get to another to somewhere I get somewhere else. I I have to I have to I have to fix it. I have to do whatever. I can't. It'll bother me until I get to until I get to a, another spot. Like where I'm. Like last night I had a spot in um yeah in Brooklyn. And it, it wasn't great. I didn't I didn't do that well. Um, so like right now I'm like itching. I have another show tomorrow, and I'm like, all right, cool. This one is like just to kind of clear clear my mind of what happened yesterday. Because like I mean, it, it, it could have been anything. It could have been. I, I don't like to blame the audience, but it just you know it was just maybe I maybe I didn't just bring I didn't bring my A game or whatever whatever it was. But well, um, well so like the, it's like. Um... It's like approximately like like seventy seven percent of the population has a fear of public speaking. You know what I mean? I'm talking about that. Yeah, like, yeah. And uh, like, do you experience that at all, or like, like do you, do you just push through it, or are you just are you just comfortable on stage? I mean, like, how do you I, deal with that? When I when I started, yeah, when I started, it, it was a real big fear of mine. Um, I I didn't know how to deal with silence. I didn't know how to. I like I didn't know how to bomb, um, and I like it. It, it I would, yeah. I, it, it was a lot of pressure. Um, over time, like I've, I'm most comfortable on stage. I'm the most comfortable on stage because what I realized was I, I like talking to people and like, I don't know, I like, I like to think that my strength is crowd work, but, um, but I just only it's only because I like talking to people. Like so, whatever the setting is, it, like I just. Uh, and I, it, it, you know, it, it allows me to be honest, um, because for whatever reason, I don't know, if, I, I don't know if this is the case, but like, I think as much as public speaking is a fear, I think honesty is a fear. And I think hearing honesty is a fear and I like making people uncomfortable. So oh, you're, dude, you're bringing my me favorite thing. And there's something I actually really wanted to talk about. I'm just like, or, yeah. or just ask real quick, are hecklers a real life problem because like i feel like i've been to like a ton of comedy shows and i've never seen a heckler in real life but um, like, is, are this motherfuckers out there like is like i i mean i i yeah. know they're real like on youtube you can go and see them yeah but that must be is it rare i mean like it's like is honestly it like, like i don't i don't get heckled that often i don't get and it's not like when when people think of hecklers they think of people like boo or like people like what 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 happens more often than not are people that want to be part of the show and it's not like they won't boo you they'll just like they'll they'll i've had situations where people like you know i, I did a show at broadway comedy club a couple years ago and there was a guy who was just like interrupting people's sets not maliciously but he was just like he had a few too many drinks and he was like you know when, when you know he would like throw his own opinion in there and like just, ha just having a good time he not, not, yeah, yeah. not malicious right it, it's never like someone that that you know, sometimes you'll have people that are like assholes but like 
more often than not, it's someone that's drunk. It's always like some drunk girl that's it's like her bachelor bachelorette party or like finance bros, man. Like the finance bros, like you'll do a show. Like I have a lot of my like my my comic friends, like women, the women, like they get it the most, I think. To me at least. I've noticed they get it the most because they get it from like men that that don't think women are funny and they'll want to interject and be like, oh well. I can do what you do, blah, blah, blah. Or like, they'll get women to get a little too drunk. And I'm like, and they'll, they'll kind of like, you know, one of my best friends, Brittany Brave, uh, she's real funny. She deals with this stuff a lot. And like, you know, more than I do. So I think a lot of it, more often than not, is people that are a little too overzealous. They get a little too drunk and they get a little too comfortable. And like, they always, they have something to say. Um, that being, that being like, I, like, honestly, like I've, I've dealt with, I don't know. I haven't really done that with that many, that many hecklers. They do exist, though. Well, Stan, I have one thing to say. <laughs> we are dangerously close <laughs> to the lightning round. <laughs> do it, yeah. I'm going to tell you how it goes, man. On this podcast, at the very end, I ask you a series of questions as fast as possible. You have to answer from the gut. Don't think. It's the game portion, so... There is a score, <coughs> so actually you can you actually could win or lose. So okay, but some of these questions are your own opinions. So yeah, yeah, that'd be fucked up if you actually missed your own opinions. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this is lightning round, New York City edition. Okay. All right, I have a good feeling you're gonna win. Which film about a dystopian future in New York was better, Escape from New York or The Warriors? The Warriors. Fuck yeah, man. That's the correct answer. Damn, man. Yeah. You're off to a good start. <laughs> yeah. And down. Yeah, 100%. Right. Speaking of the Warriors, who was the best member of the Wu-Tang Clan? I know this could possibly be an opinion, but it, there's, Old Dirty there's Bastard. a... What? Old Dirty Bastard. Oh, wow, man. I w- you, I, you literally... I, I, you, you, you struck me on the chord where I wasn't entirely... Yeah, so... I have an opinion. Sure. It's definitely Method Man, but okay. ODB I, I, is like uh, next in line for that. Yeah, and yeah. I, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and give it to you, man. It's, <laughs> it's Raekwon is also up there for me. Raekwon is. I, I think Raekwon is the most talented, but ODB just just made him uses so much fun. You think Raekwon's more talented than Method Man? I do. I I really what? do. I think. I think, and, and not, it's not what? a slight on it's not a, it's not a slight on Matt. I just I just think that like there's some like there's certain bars that Raekwon had over the years. I was like, wow, like really like he was a, like they didn't call him the chef for no reason. Like the, he was meth verse chef, he, dude. One of my favorite uh, tracks off of uh, that was was one of the first hip hop albums I ever owned. Man, like way back in the nineties, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, off uh, Takao. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. right called Meth First Chef. And I, yeah, back then it was like, uh, it was still debatable. But man, we don't have to agree on everything, man. I still like you. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, same here. Yeah, especially, yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, here's another New York question <laughs> Was Rudy Giuliani tucking in his shirt or was he playing with his old wiener in Borat too? He was definitely jerking off. He was 100% jerking off. No, yeah. yeah. Rudy, no, Rudy Giuliani is. I I like ugh, I and I hate the praise he gets. Okay, I I really do. Like he 
He just happened to be the mayor on 9-11. Anybody yeah. who was the mayor on 9-11. I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it because I'm not from New York, man. I'm glad you fucking said it, dude. Listen, the, uh, his entire life is literally like his entire celebrity is the fact that he happened to be the mayor. Yeah. Tragedy. All right, dude. This next question is actually pretty hard because it's a question that I don't think you probably know the answer to. I looked it up before we did this uh, episode. So it's actually like a, a real question like that you have to guess. So uh, And it's also really dark. But, you know, this, this podcast is all like culture, crime, comedy. So we're going to throw some crime in here real quick. <clears throat> Where is New York ranked in the number of serial killers produced by state? And I'm going to say uh, out of 10, from 1 to 10. You got to guess where it's at. Where is it? Mm. Uh, so New York is top 10 in serial killers You're produced? definitely in the top 10, but you're not number one. Okay, that's, uh, your, that's your percent. I'm going to say six. So fucking close, dude. You guys are uh, number five. How, how many? How many? Have we, we, I only know two. A bunch of them, man. But uh, you know, California produced the most, yeah, uh, like, yeah, uh, quantity-wise, and Alaska produces the most per capita. So, like, <laughs> not a lot of people in Alaska, but per capita, they're that's not a good place to be. If quality, you're quality, we got to be up there because <laughs> David Berkowitz was was prolific. I, I'd like to think. I don't know a whole lot, man. I'm not. This is not a crime podcast, man. <laughs> Summer Sam is Summer Sam is a <laughs> Summer Sam is a top five serial killer. I I, I, I gotta say, wait, who? Wait, you're telling me that like one of? So wait, are you telling me there's a very famous serial killer from New York? Because I can't even. Think. Yeah, yeah, David Berkowitz, the Son of Sam. He oh, the Son of the, Sam. The, yeah, I saw that yeah, shitty ass movie. That movie sucked. Yeah, <laughs> 1977. That was the, the blackout and all that. Yeah, that was the 44 caliber killer. That's. Was, uh, uh, John Leguizamo was in that. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a Spike Lee movie. Uh, oh yes, yeah, so that was a Spike Lee. That that yeah. is my that is uh, hands down my least favorite Spike Lee movie of all time. I okay, yeah, yeah. It's probably it's 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 not my least favorite Spike Lee movie, but it's definitely bottom bottom five. What is a worse um, Spike Lee movie than that, dude? Uh, Red Hot Red Hook Summer is pretty bad. I never saw that shit. I didn't know it's, that. It's was real bad. Missed. It's real bad. Um, Chirac is awful. Girl Six is pretty fucking weird. I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like Girl Six. <laughs> but, but he had he had a lot of good ones. So uh, Defy Bloods is fucking dope. Defy Bloods is pretty good, yeah. And uh, the Black Klansman, I loved Black that Klansman shit. Was great. I'm yeah. just, I'm just trying to like bring up some of his his recent successes, so we yeah, don't yeah. sound like we're like shitting on fucking <laughs> Spike Lee, dude. <laughs> no, look, Shy, look, he had some good ones, some bad ones. Look, Chirac was a god awful mess, god awful. I, I I just the worst movie I've ever seen. But you know, the man. What do you think about the uh, the Inside Man? That's a Spike Lee. Loved movie. Inside Man. Loved Inside. That man. was a, that was a fun one, dude. Fun fact: He was inspired by Dog Day Afternoon to make that movie. Hell, that's yeah. a that's a great New York movie. That is yeah. All right, hell yeah, back on New York track. And <laughs> man, we're I, we've only got like a couple more like questions in the lightning, dude. <laughs> this lightning round is going real slow. <laughs> All right, all right. Is there anything cool about Old York or not? I don't even know what Old York is. To be honest, with it you. was the York before the one you live in. Was was that like pre, like like we're talking about like eighteen hundreds? 
uh, I don't, I'm not like a geographer, dude. I'm asking you because <laughs> you live in New York. Shouldn't you know if like old York is good? <laughs> probably because if, it, if I, if I don't know what it is, it's, it probably wasn't that good. All right. We're going to go ahead and say that no one knows what old York is, <laughs> but it certainly must have existed to make a New York. Right. right here we go. Uh, hey man, this is actually something, this is a, only you can answer this. Okay. Who is the next comedian coming out of New York that's going to be big? You can say yourself if that's the fact. No, nah, it ain't me. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'll be honest with you. There's, there, ah, man. There's a. Don't there's a lot humble. of good guys, man. A lot of good uh, guys. Don't be here. humble. Don't be humble. Uh, all right. It, like, real. Like, all right. I'm just because I want to say me. I'm gonna say me. But realistically, I want to say, uh, Andrew Schultz. If he like, I think he's the next person to pop. I think the guy is an oracle, man. He sees. He sees things another way. He's he's way ahead of the game. I think Andrew Schultz is a guy who's go, who's ready to to if he hasn't already. In my eyes, he already has. But um, I think he's the he's the he's the voice of New York right now to me. Um, Eagle Wit is a guy who I think is great. Um, Brendan Sagalow, I think is great. Um, oh, you you only pick one. Oh, if I had to pick one, oh, man. Andrew Schultz. I guess yeah, Andrew Schultz, man. All like, right, we're gonna throw this shit guy. to Andrew Schultz, and if he's listening. Hey, big shout out to you, man. <laughs> I mean, the guy, he's he's unreal. Like, I, the, the way he thinks is, like, on another level. I mean, and this last question is real fucking weird, but I wrote it, so we're going to read it anyway. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> why was Rosario Dawson the only actor from the movie Kids that really blew up? <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. Chloe Sevigny is also in that movie, and she's had a nice career. She's but, not Rosario Dawson. She's not Rosario Dawson, but because Rosario Dawson's hot. They're and both hot. If if I I I got I got to double check, but I I want to say she's the only member of that cast who's actually a New Yorker. Really? That's crazy. Rosario Dawson is no, actually no. That's I actually know for a fact that's untrue because a lot of those uh the the kids like a lot of the kids oh yeah yeah like they were like they, the, uh, they uh skated for z york and shit they had a couple of, yeah, like yeah, uh, that's true. Ca- uh, a couple of like skateboarders from there yeah 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 anyway that was a depressing fucking movie and a depressing <laughs> question to end this interview on <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it's how the not, fuck like, i roll it's funny it's, it's funny man like that movie i like that movie is so new york and i, I like the guy um that guy that uh that the with the with no legs with the, on the wheelchair that would yeah. on the six I train. have no legs. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that guy. Oh, he's I've a real dude. Years, real guy. I haven't seen that guy in many many years, but I I had seen that guy growing up. Like that 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 movie is so quintessential the New York I grew up in. I, you know, latchkey kids. Like obviously I wasn't like running around Union Square doing whippets and hitting people with skateboards, but you know like. When I was like a punk teenager, like when I was like, I would hang out in Union Square sometimes. I would, you know, you know, you'd go to the bodega and you're like, you'd, you'd like steal fucking. In- interesting you know. fact. Uh, that screenplay was written by Harmony Corinne. Uh, mm-hmm. He's from Nashville. He went to my high school. And Is that right? He wrote, he wrote that screenplay about the park in my neighborhood, about, about the kids in my park. And wow. what they did is they took that screenplay and they gave it to David Clark, the director that yeah. made that film about new york and then they placed that in washington square park where like that's what like the very like the super violent scene where they yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Washington and, like, park, yeah. kill him and shit 
but so it's, it's uh so like what a crazy way to end this interview man is the fact that a uh a screenplay writer from from uh my little uh hometown yeah. uh wrote that shit about like where you're at man i only have two questions left for you and yeah, yeah. Are this where can people find you check out your stuff and also do you have any new projects coming out that we should know about and that is what i have to ask uh well i you can find me on twitter and instagram at funny man stan uh all one word um i don't have any projects uh well i'm working on some sketches um because it's getting colder and like outdoor comedy is kind of going away um and i'm not sure how many indoor shows i'm going to be doing because you know the covid is spiking and all that so i i, I do want to focus on more alternative things in the winter so i i have some sketches that uh that are fully written um and hopefully i'll start filming them and then they'll be on my twitter and instagram and wherever else maybe i'll start a youtube channel and i don't know maybe i'll maybe i will start that only fans rent is rent is very expensive so I, I might have to start that only fans sooner than later well all i gotta say is uh stan thank you so much for coming on my views no, on thanks my for podcast. Having me, bro. Yeah. Uh I know you're a busy dude and I appreciate your time, man. No, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. And uh, you know, I'll I'll I've already subscribed and I'll I'll definitely be sharing this episode and uh good luck to you, man. Thank you. Later, Stan. Take it easy. Thank you for listening to my views of my own. You can reach me at myviewsofmyown.com or on <laughs> on Instagram at my views are my own underscore podcast or on Twitter at my views underscore podcast or send me an email at uh, my views of my own dot podcast at Gmail or you could like just randomly walk around the city of Nashville. You might run into me. I don't know if you would recognize me. Uh, this is mostly an audio program but you know i have some photos up on some of the uh earlier platforms i mentioned and that would help thanks for listening